This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. Each week we come together to discuss topics affecting your financial wellness. We break down complex topics to make them understandable, and this show strives to give our listeners the education and the tools to make sound financial decisions affecting their lifestyle and their retirement. And while we're at it, we'll try to have a little fun. So joining me in the studio today is Lori Gross, the investment advisor, representative, and fiduciary leading our Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. And rounding out our panel this morning is our good friend and our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob and Lori. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited about this one. Uh, We're excited about it, too, because every month we get to talk about cool stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. <laughs> once a month, more than one. Every week we talk about cool stuff. It's not just relegated to once a month. Come on, Rob. Oh, I know, but the the cool stuff once a month, we're going to talk about the markets. I want to see if I can get a reaction out of sure. you. Checking if you had your coffee this morning, and, and you have, so check that one off the yeah, list. Yeah, well, not en- not probably not enough coffee to keep up with you, Rob, but uh, I've had some caffeine this morning, so I'm good. Awesome. So... Tony, did you have a good uh, Memorial Day uh, weekend? I did. I did. Last weekend was great. I got to spend time with the family. I got to go to a ball game and uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, But uh, how about you guys? Uh, Weather, crazy, right? Yeah, that's an understatement. Crazy weather here. Uh, We had some some tornadoes touch down in the area and definitely had uh, our fair share of storms blow through and and some nerve-wracking nights. Yeah. That puts a damper on the whole Memorial Day weekend a little bit, doesn't it? Well, it does. I agree. But we still had fun. But, but yeah, we still, we still honor we still honored uh, those we lost in battle mm-hmm. and our our veterans, our fallen veterans, and I think that's really important. And you know, I think it's important that we do that. You know, it's it's too bad we you know take them for granted all year long. And, and, but at least we have the weekend set aside, and hopefully, we constantly remember. Uh, not just our fallen veterans, but our, our other veterans uh, who serve and those who have served and, of course, uh, our first responders. I think it's just uh, it just gets me going and kind of reinvigorates uh, my respect uh, for the liberties and my thankfulness for the liberties and freedoms we have, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And, in fact, uh, on uh, Memorial Day when I went to church, I wore my uh, shirt from my Naval Academy class. I had my class crest on, uh, and I was uh, remembering the 15 classmates I lost uh, serving on active duty in uh, the desert storms, Afghanistan, and Iraqi uh, deployments. So, sure. yeah, it has a lot of meaning because there's guys on that list. Yeah, I knew those guys personally. Yeah, that's tough. Yep, that's tough. And uh, our own editor served in Iraq, uh, Mitch Heil. So, uh, thank him for his service as well, as long Absolutely. as we're talking Absolutely. about people who have served our country. Now, what are we talking about uh, in today's show? 
Well, as I alluded to it, today is our every month we talk about what's going on in the markets and, and talk about some educational content around that. And we call it the bulls, bears, and riding the stock market roller coaster. So our goal is really just to educate, to put some current events in historical perspective, and to provide some thoughts on where we think the markets might be headed. Now, we can't control the markets, we all know that, but we can control how we respond to it. And how to navigate and respond to market events is really important. If you do it in a disciplined manner, you're going to get the best results. Yeah, I think that's really good. And obviously, uh, we're seeing a lot of volatility in the market right now. I always look forward to this conversation each month so we can get caught up and you can help let us know what's going on out there. But first, Lori, I didn't mean to cut you off. We got talking about Memorial Day, uh, but how was your Memorial Day weekend? I don't think we really heard from you. It was really good. Um, uh, we dodged some showers here and there, but we got some things accomplished at our house and, and we had some, some downtime, relaxation time, spent some time um, remembering. And a, my, my husband is a, a veteran as well. So um, we've, we definitely have, have that going. Plus we had a, a graduation in the family. So we had graduation parties oh, and wow. things of that nature. It's a, it was a very eventful weekend. Sounds busy. But I know, it you was. know, the rain doesn't slow you down, Lori, because you just walk between the raindrops. You're, you're talented. <laughs> you're that skilled. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. That'd be the you're, one falling on my like face. like magic. You're like... No, she just, she just suits up in her running gear and goes running, and yeah. that's what she does. Yeah. yeah, you're able to walk between the raindrops, show up perfectly dry. I don't know how you do it. Um, <laughs> well, about our show umbrella. today. Yeah. Uh, the first four months of 2019... Uh, we're calm after uh, a rough end to 2018, right? Uh, but then things got a little mm -hmm. bumpy uh, in May. It seems like markets might be calming down again, but I don't know. These markets are unpredictable, as you always remind us, Rob and Lori. So, Lori, how are we doing right now? Well, Tony, the markets did experience some increased volatility volatility early in May, um, and I saw one report that stated that the volatility index, or the VIX as we refer to it, spiked to 20.5. And since the historical average of the VIX is 20, the real effect wasn't much of an actual spike, if you will. Um, what, what we saw was low volatility moving from 15 to average volatility of 20. And, and three weeks later, the VIX is once again approaching that 15 mark. So, you know, what caused that brief bump in the road? Well, China, trade negotiations and tariffs. Uh, the trade deal that, that markets had anticipated didn't happen and new tariffs were triggered because of it. Well, you know, this whole trade dispute with China has certainly gotten a lot of media attention and created concern for the markets. I suppose you could make the case that the two countries are playing a high stakes game of chicken with these tariffs, right, Rob? You could say that, Tony. One of the interesting statistics is China exports about four times more to the United States than they import from us. Now, China has routinely put tariffs on imports from a variety of countries, including the US. Years ago, China was granted emerging market status which allowed them to use tariffs as they saw fit to protect their quote unquote fledgling economy. Now, because of that emerging status, the World Trade Organization has given the Chinese wide latitude with their tariff policy. <laughs> so nothing to see here, just move along, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, not really. There is a lot to see and things are getting more interesting. Now, 
China is now the world's second largest economy, and so President Trump is calling them out for trade practices that no other major economy would get away with, applying tariffs with impunity and demanding technology transfers as a requirement to do business in China are the main things our trade negotiators are targeting. Now, Bloomberg reported that the Chinese economy is projected to suffer a 1.5% reduction in their gross domestic product from 6.6% to 5.1% if the U.S. implements a 25% tariff on all imports from China. Now, China hasn't seen a growth rate below 5.1% since 1990, almost 30 years ago. In fact, their growth rate has steadily declined every year since 2010. It was up around 10%. It's just kind of slowly walked down to now it's about 6.6. Now, this is where the game of chicken comes in. It appears the Chinese are willing to ride out the storm in the hope that President Trump loses his bid for re-election and they will be able to work with a new president and Congress that is a bit more, quote unquote, reasonable. So, well, since the tariffs are like taxes, eventually somebody or some industries are going to get hurt, right? I mean, agricultural products like soybeans, steel, cars, uh, they've been getting a lot of press. And I know I know soybean farmers uh, in the Midwest uh, who are not really happy about the situation. You know, they have. And, and here's a detail that you should find interesting. You know, according to American Apparel and Footwear Association, 41% of the apparel and 72% of the footwear produced worldwide is manufactured in China. Wow. Um, there's concerns in the, the management hallways of companies like Walmart, Target, and Macy's, among others. You know, however, there's been some encouraging news on the tariffs front, and that is that you know, metal imports from Canada, Canada and Mexico have been lifted in exchange for relief for American farmers on imports for pork, cheese, and milk. Uh, President Trump has also delayed a decision whether to impose tariffs on autos imported from Europe, Japan, and other countries for the next six months. So overall, the, the trade discussions have, have dominated the news cycle for the markets for the past few weeks and will likely continue for the foreseeable future. Well, what are some of the er other areas we need to be looking at here? Well, Tony, as, as grim as a lot of this tariff conversation sounds, not all the news is bad. The first four months of the year marked one of the best starts for the U.S. stock market ever. It was a great start. U.S. stocks, international stocks, commodities, and bonds all moved higher in price. One of the major Wall Street firms commented on how it was the best first quarter in nearly 30 years for balanced portfolios, which hold a mixture of stocks and bonds. Not only have we had great jobs growth, 92% of the 820,000 jobs created in the first four months of 2019 were in the private sector, i.e. non-government jobs, and that was all according to the U.S. Department of Labor. It's a lot for me to keep track of, and I'm glad you guys are here uh, because, you know, I think all of us, our listeners included, want to minimize that fear of the unknown and be calm in the face of these markets ups and downs. So uh, this is where we get the hot stock market tips from you, Rob, right? Uh, sorry, Tony. No hot stop market tips. You've been with me long enough to know we just don't do You're that sort Jim of Kramer. thing. You're not Jim Cramer. I am not Jim Cramer. Not <laughs> thank, even close. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't scream like that. Yeah. <laughs> I really can't. But, you know, people are always searching for that perfect investment. I call them the pink unicorns. Those are the investments that capture all of the upside of a market, 
avoid any downside market losses, and are convertible into cash immediately upon demand. So Tony, when you find that investment, or if our listeners find that investment, give us a call, I want in. So what we really have to understand is what the markets are offering and take best advantage of what's available. So for the rest of the show, we're gonna focus our conversation around two reports, each with a strong emphasis on investor behavior. Ah, so you're gonna show us how to time the market then. <laughs> no way, Tony. We don't we're not gonna do that either. You know, Warren Buffett and I agree that nobody can effectively and regularly time the market. How we respond to the market activity over time is the critical component and is what we want to d- uh, dive deeper into here. How we respond will determine to a great extent our outcome. Ah, okay. And that's interesting. I mean, with all this information and the investment tools out there that are available for free on the internet, online, I know there's a lot that individuals can do to take control of their investments if they have the time and are determined to do so. How is that going for the do-it-yourself population out there? Well, that's a great question. Um, We're first going to look at an annual report from Dalbar on quantitative analysis of investor behavior. Now, before your eyes glaze over, Tony, it's not that bad. (laughs) Dalbar Inc. is the financial community's leading independent expert for evaluating, auditing, and rating business practices, customer performance, product quality, and service. It was launched in 1976, and Dalbar has earned the recognition for consistent and unbiased evaluations of investment companies, uh, registered investment advisors, insurance companies, broker-dealers, retirement plan providers, and financial professionals. Dalbar awards are recognized as as marks of excellence in the financial community. And Tony, since 1994, the Dalbar report has measured the effects of investor decisions to buy sell and switch into and out of mutual funds over short and long-term timeframes over a 30-year period. Now, these effects are measured from the perspective of the investor, and they do not represent performance of the investments themselves. The results consistently show that the average investor earns less, in many cases much less, than the mutual fund performance reports would suggest. So the goal of the Dalbar report is to improve the performance of both the individual investors and financial advisors by managing behaviors that cause investors to act uh, imprudently. The report also offers guidance on how and where investor behaviors can be improved. So basically, Dalbar tells us how the yo-yos are doing. Not the child's (laughs) toy, mind you, but that you're on your own crowd, right? Right, you know, that's one of the main outputs of the report, Tony. But I'd like to share with you some of the highlights of the report. Um, In 2018, the average equity fund investor underperformed the S&P 500 by 5.04%. The average equity index fund investor underperformed the S&P 500 by 2.84%. In 2018, the average fixed income fund investor underperformed the Bloomberg Barclays Aggregate Bond Index by 2.85%. So when discussing investor behavior, it's helpful to first understand the specific thoughts and actions that lead to poor decision making. Investor behavior is not simply buying and selling at the wrong time. It's the psychological traps, triggers, and misconceptions that cause investors to act irrationally. That irrationality leads to buying and selling at the wrong time, which leads to underperformance. 
Now you're going to love this, Tony. The Dalbar report creates an analysis known as the guess right ratio. <laughs> you got to love it. Yeah. And what the guess right ratio does, it examines how often investors correctly anticipate the direction of the market in the following In month. other words, guess, because nobody Correct. has a crystal ball. That's exactly <laughs> right. So investors have guessed right at least half of the time in 13 of the last 20 years, and they guessed right exactly half of the months of 2018. Now, unfortunately for the average investor, guessing right does not produce superior gains because the dollar volume of bad guesses exceeds the dollar volume of right guesses. Even one month of wrong guesses can wipe out several months of right ones. I mean, just go look back at the last quarter of 2018 to see that and you know, just live it in motion. Well, yeah, it's it's gambling. And, and saying they guess right half the time means they guess wrong half the time. So, so there's that. And I didn't realize the magnitude of the impact of how I responded to market events on my investments. And then ultimately, of course, that affects our retirement income plans. Uh, so let's continue with that thought in, in the next segment. Is there anything else you want to add before we take another quick break here? Well, Tony, there is a lot going on in the markets, but you don't have to go do it alone. So for our listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 and start the process to receive your own personalized portfolio analysis review. Schedule a no-cost, no-obligation one-hour consultation. Let's go over the report with you, answer your questions. Check out the other educational information on our website at outlookfc.com or on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Once again, we want our clients to be aware of the markets, how they respond, and not panic when they see the market doing goofy things. We want them to understand what's happening, because at the end of the day, we want them all to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right, sounds great. And listeners, we'll be right back after these messages with more of Financial Wellness Radio and our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to the final segment for this episode of Financial Wellness Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, along with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of the Outlook Financial Center. And today we've been talking about some of the recent results in historical market perspective uh, so far for this year, for 2019. Uh, that shows that individual investors aren't doing that well, uh, it seems to me. And it suggests that uh, it's the large part of the blame for the underperformance out there. So how do we do better? Well, Tony, Dalbar identified nine distinct behaviors that tend to plague investors based on their personal experiences and their own unique personalities. So, Tony, let's see if you can relate to any one of these. Jump in when one hits home to you, okay? Sure. Here we go. Number one, loss aversion expecting to find high returns with low risk. This refers back to our pink uniform uh, corn conversation. Yep, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> well, number two is narrow framing or making decisions without considering all of the implications. I mean, how many times have, have you said, I wish I had thought about that? I don't know, but I, I don't have enough fingers and toes. <laughs> That's for sure, a, a lot. 
Yeah, I think we all are guilty of that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, mental accounting, taking undue risk in one area and avoiding rational risk in another. Now, I equate this with trying to hit the quote unquote home run with an investment. The upside potential is so appealing that we lose our mind and take a risk we would normally avoid. Number four is diversification, uh, seeking to reduce risk, but simply using different sources. Uh, This is an area where we we analyze as part of our planning process. And many people have portfolios with a a long list of mutual funds and and believe that they're diversified because they have a long list of mutual funds. But sometimes these are diversified in name only. So when you lift up the hood and look at what the mutual funds actually own, you find that there's a great deal of overlap there. So if the funds are all holding a lot of the same things, then your diversification is is much less than you actually thought. Here's my favorite on the list. Oh, my second favorite, actually. And that's optimism. Belief that good things happen to me and bad things only happen to other people. But that's true for in my case. Well, <laughs> exactly. Hey, but, I'm the one not getting hit with raindrops, remember? That's right. Absolutely. Now, I'm a member of Optimist International, so we believe in optimism. But believing you will always avoid bad things is really bad for your portfolio. I guarantee you will be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not good. <laughs> okay, Tony. Well, number six is anchoring, and it's it's relating to the familiar experiences even when inappropriate. So some people will try to to force a comparison just to justify a decision. And then there's always the media response, the tendency to react to news without reasonable examination. Now, Tony, brace yourself. Just because (laughs) you hear something in a media broadcast or read it on the internet doesn't necessarily make it true. Except for the radio. Except for this radio Except for the radio and this show, correct. (laughs) But without proper context and evaluation, you can make any statement look good and true. Yeah. Oh, I know that all too well. That's true. Well, number eight is regret. Um, Treating errors of commission more seriously than errors of omission. Uh, Remember here that no decision is a decision. Uh, Wait, I don't follow that. You don't follow that? <laughs> Basically, if, if you don't make you a decision, make a Tony, choice, then you've, you've already, already made, made your decision. A choice. You, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so sometimes we have to be judged by our inaction rather than our actions. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That one hurts. Yeah, it does. Now, the last one, now, this is actually my favorite. This is herding, the herd mentality, copying the behavior of others, even in the face of unfavorable outcomes. My favorite place to see this is at a 401k. Uh, enrollment meetings. You mm-hmm. have a whole room full of people and they're looking over each other's shoulder. What are you going to pick? I don't yep. know. What are you going to pick? Yep. Now, that is the blind leading the blind. It, it's frightening mm-hmm. and entertaining all at the same time. But we ask other, and then we'll also ask others, what are you invested in? And if they think you're doing well, they'll want to go invest in the same thing. But they don't check the context. I may have invested in something that's been really good and it's, I've had it for nine months. It's done great, but I'm getting ready to sell out of it. And somebody else will buy just because I'm there. That's really not a good plan. No, no that that that's a horrible idea, right? I mean, that's exactly. just, that's not good. Uh, like <laughs> it's the blind leading the naked, basically, uh, as I like wow. to say, as I like to say. Well, you know, and there's been a lot of misbehaving going on for sure. Uh, how do we break this pattern of behavior, though? 
Well, Tony, Vanguard released a research report in March of 2014 that looked at how adding a financial professional to the individual's investment team improved the net returns by approximately 3%. And not just any financial professional will get the improvement the report finds without adopting several best practices and approaches. Um, we describe the discipline approach needed in all of our new client meetings and show how, the, how we actually implement it. Uh, and this best practices uh, procedure includes things like proper asset allocation, cost-effective implementation, rebalancing, behavioral coaching, asset allocation, spending strategy, and this is specifically the order with, uh, that withdrawals are taken, and total return versus income investing. Now, Tony, each one of those areas has an impact. You know, asset allocation is something we hear advertised in the media all the time. Asset location, you know, international, you're going to go U.S., you're going to go emerging markets. Those have an impact. All those things are very important, but the number one impact of everything on that, those seven items on that list was the behavioral coaching. And it contributed one and a half percent to the returns, half of the total three percent found by the Vanguard study. So the point of the study and how we operate here at Outlook Financial Center really aligns well. We believe the best long-term results come from financial planning, discipline, and guidance, rather than trying to outperform the market, hit that occasional home run. Now, we also have a guide for helping you select your financial advisor so you can find the one that best fits your needs and personalities. So if that's of interest, when you give us a call, we can also give that to you. And it's a very straightforward, here are all the places you would go look uh, on the internet, publicly available records to assess whether or not a financial advisor, someone you want to call and interview to be your financial Sherpa. Well, unfortunately, guys, that's great information, but the time is up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we go today? Well, Tony, we hope writing a stock market roller coaster conversation today was educational and provided answers to questions our listeners were wondering about. But as I always say at the end of each show, it's time to act and to do something with what you learned today. I don't know what your do something is, but one of them we would suggest is give us a call at 937-552-9990 and get your own complimentary portfolio analysis review. Schedule a no cost, one hour, no obligation consultation to go over the report to answer your questions because this is something you don't have to do alone. And as the studies have shown, uh, Vanguard said an advisor is going to add 3% to your return. Dalbar confirmed it. It's time to act. Give us a call at 937-552-9990 and set up that evaluation today. Because remember, what we want is for all of our clients to have the same goal, and that is retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as 
as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.